Welcome to the Efficient Private Clients Podcast, where we delve into the intricacies of the financial world and bring you the latest market and economic expertise. With today's session, we're continuing our look at the world of politics and where South Africa is heading. I'm Kyle Poppy, an investment specialist at Efficient Private Clients and your host again today. We are joined as well by Darby, our Director and Chief Economist. After our last session, we have a much better understanding of politics around the world, but I think it's quite important that we also understand our politics here at home in South Africa. Would you mind breaking down the SA political environment for us? Yes. Thank you. Um, well, we know a little bit about ideologies now, and uh, we know that you have the two extremes of, let's call it libertarianism and communism and the other and the other extreme. And the question is, what do we have in South Africa? Before we get to that, I think it's important to understand that there's, with we, like all countries in the world, we have a, a history. Mm. And our history includes the South African government, the ANC government, having uh, having very close ties to the previous Soviet Union, which were ideologically supposed to be communist. Yes. So the starting point is that we've got a government that was influenced by communism. Mm -hmm. And in fact, if you look at the South African government, we've got what is called the tripartite alliance consisting of the labor organization, federation actually called KUSATU. Uh, we have the South African Communist Party. They are the ideologues providing the ideology of the tripartite alliance. And then, of course, the Vanguard Party, the ANC itself. So it's no, no surprise to realize that if you look at those three main players in the South African government, that the South African government is at least left-leaning. Mm -hmm. In fact, if you listen to some um, things that they've been saying recently and some policy changes that they have implemented, are trying to implement, it's quite clear it's not only left-leaning, that, but we have a government that is actually far left-leaning mm. uh, in South Africa. And in fact, you can just listening to them calling each other um, names like, for example, Comrade, Comrade and they talk yeah. about a developmental state and all of that. So, what do we have in South Africa? We have a government that is, let's call it, I guess one could call it a socialist government. We've got a government that wants to control just about everything and that is typical of a socialist government, a socialist orientated, is they want to control just about everything. They are not very concerned about the protection of individual rights. They're not very concerned about the protection of individual personal property rights, as an example. In fact, in the case of South Africa, we have a policy change recently and some legislative changes that that is known as expropriation without compensation. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, ideologically, the South African Communist Party is trying to influence the tripartite alliance into a more communist ideological space. Looking at the various policies in South Africa, that's indeed what we are getting. Unfortunately, in the case of South Africa, not only do we have a government that is heavily influenced by socialism or communism, or in fact are officially, given the fact that the Communist Party is part of the alliance, a communist orientated party, we yes. also have a government in South Africa that is exceptionally uh, incompetent. We've got a government that's just not good at doing stuff. Mm. And not only are they not good at doing stuff, we have many elements in government that are simply corrupt. Mm. Uh, and we can see that in the Zondo report that we had recently and many other reports that we've had. We've got a government, of course not all of them, but we've got a government in South Africa that's corrupt, that's incompetent and with the wrong ideology. And that creates all sorts of problems for South Africa. A very good example, some of these real bleeding heart communists like Pravin Gordon, for example, uh, I have no reason to think that he had his fingers in the cookie jar. But this ideology is outdated and he's trying to implement a communist ideology and he's been trying it for so many years and every time that he tries a new plan, 
Uh, the plan fails. I think South African Airways is a good example. The post office is another good example. Eskom is another ex good example. All those plans fail because of his ideological stance. He's doing it as a communist. Mm. And he's trying to implement these plans as a communist. And he gives these plans and money to his colleagues or his comrades. And then they just steal the money. And it doesn't yes. work. So it's a combination of the wrong ideologies, of incompetence, and of course, a lot of corruption, all of that together mm. uh, results in the South African economy really, really suffering because of a government that is probably the most destructive force mm. that we've ever seen in South Africa. And I think to, to a large degree, finding a, a good portion of people that even don't seem to be concerned or, or sympathize even further with our leaders, if we just look at Zuma, how many people said after he was president, we should just leave him alone? Treating it almost like it was a monarchy, saying he was the king. He yeah. could essentially do what he wants. So why are we why are we worried about what happened? Yeah, I think there's another spin to all of this as well that we have to be aware of. And that is that there are many, many millions of people that are directly hmm. uh, dependent on this stateful and, yes. and uh, monthly income. There are 30 million people. Hmm that receive grants from the state or either work for the state or these special COVID grant as an example. So though many of those people actually want the status quo, status quo to, uh, to, to, to remain intact because yes, they depend on the yeah. state for an income. Uh, I think that's completely wrong, of course. Mm. I mean, if another political party takes over, I'm very sure they're not going to stop the grants. Yes, yes as an example, in we'll fact, a good, a very good social security system is a system with fewer people on it, not more people on yes, it. Yes. And in order to get fewer people off the or more people off the social That's security system, them. we need to grow the economy. And I'm exactly. afraid the kind of policies that we've been following in South Africa, and not only the policies. Mm. But the e efficiency of the state itself, the efficacy of the state itself really leaves much to be, uh, much to be concerned about. And that means that they, they, they're doing the wrong things and they're doing the wrong things wrong as well. Yes, and yes. the result of that is weak economic growth. So what we really need in South Africa is not really a, an economic solution to all our problems. We've got a political problem mm. first of all. And we need to fix the political problems before we can really start changing the direction of the economy. Yeah, we've got a political environment that's a double negative that doesn't result in a positive. If we look at the, the general understanding of the average person on the street, when we talk about what is South Africa in terms of politics, most people who know a little bit about something, and let's call it Economics 101, will say South Africa is socialist capitalist. So why do people say that? What is that capital element? Is that limited to the private sector? Yeah, why people? What if you ask people? What do we? What are we? Uh, are we following a socialist kind of policy uh, package, or are we capitalists in South Africa, or are we free market? What are we? I think very few people will be able to answer that question, hmm. and I think many people will have sympathy for the various ideologies depending on where they come from. A good example is that many people, and I did mention 30 million people getting an income from the state every month, they will probably say, listen, this is a socialist government and I'm happy with that because I get an income from the state. Mm. If you ask the taxpayers, and there are rather few taxpayers in South Africa that pay just about all the taxes in South Africa, they're going to tell you this is a socialist system and it's very bad for me. Uh, and perhaps I think what, what needs to happen is that analysts like economists and sociologists, we need to explain, that's part of our responsibility, to explain to people what the various ideologies are and what the likely outcome of the various ideologies are and what, what, what are the better alternatives. I think many people, like you've mentioned, 
will be scared to vote for another political party because yes. they believe they're going to lose their grants, which mm. is not the case. Mm. Mm. And many taxpayers, for example, will be very happy to vote for another political party because they think they're going to pay less taxes, mm. eventually perhaps, but initially certainly not. Mm. So, so, and I think the, the problem certainly is, is that people in South Africa are just not well aware and not properly educated mm. to be able to distinguish between the various policies that are possible and of course the various policies are possible because there are various ideologies understand the kind of thing mm. uh, understand with the various ideologies what it means and understand that various ideologies leads to different uh, policies and understand that various policies affect the economy and may result in and a continuation of what we have currently, which is not a good place to be, yes. or better economic prospects going forward. Definitely. And I think sometimes we have a little bit of concern, especially with the years to come and voting and so on, that we have a mix of leadership and a mix of policies. Um, I've seen it myself just by comparing something like the Cape Town, where we know DA kind of runs the yeah. show there, things look good, where if you look at somewhere else where DA maybe has to work in coalition, one week EFF is with them, the next week ANC is with them. That mix doesn't seem to work. There's a lot of irony here. If you talk about specific political parties like the DA, for example, you can hardly call them a libertarian party. They're yes. not. They're also kind of socialist, mm -hmm. perhaps not as bad as the ANC. But there are, there's so much irony here. And one piece of irony is that we've, we've got such a bad government, such a horribly uh, incompetent government in South Africa that they are basically privatizing everything. And that's the yeah. real irony. Yes. They, they, but they of, said they'd never do. Yeah, they're supposed to be socialist or communist, but they're privatizing everything because everything is just collapsing and disappearing and coming to an end and the private sector is taking that over, mm. including the police even. Yeah. There are more private sector uh, security people than three and a half times as many as policemen, yeah. and they look, do a much better job than the police. We are, we've, we've basically, in, we are in the process of privatizing the post office. Of mm -hmm. course, that's not official policy, yeah. uh, official policy, but that is what is happening because it, the thing is just dying. Exactly. And ESCOM is just dying and the private sector is taking that over and that is coming <laughs> from a supposedly socialist government. I'm sure Margaret Thatcher would have been very, very happy oh, yes. with the rate of which this government is privatizing just about everything in the country. Oh, goodness. It's, it's a crazy environment we live in. But that about does it for this session. And yeah, if anyone ever said that you shouldn't discuss politics at work, uh, they were probably right. But at least you can listen to us.